All right, welcome back everybody to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. It is October the 15th, 2015. And once again, the show is brought to you in part by Tweeten Fiber Company, makers of Master Chalk and a whole host of other accessories for your game made right here in the United States of America. And what's going on? We're going to send out some congratulations to uh, Mr. Rodney the Rocket Morris. He played out uh, in Lincoln City in Oregon this past week at the Chinook Winds 10 Ball Open and ran undefeated through the field. Pretty good job on that one, Mr. Rodney. So congratulations to you for that. And uh, unless you live in a cave, the U.S. Open is right around the corner. It's coming up. It's the final gauntlet to get some uh, Moscone Cup points. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show with uh, Mr. Johnny Archer, actually. So you probably want to stick around for that. And, uh, yeah, there's also the American 14-1 coming up. If you like straight pool, that's about to kick off. There's going to be some uh, great talent in that. Darren's going and Thorsten and some of the other masters are going. It's going to be a good contest. I can guarantee you that. So, don't you touch that dial. We'll be right back after this with Mr. Johnny Archer. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm uh, on the phone with uh, Mr. Mark Cantrell of the Leg- uh, Legends and Champions Report. And, of course, uh, Mr. Johnny Archer. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing just fine. How about you guys? I'm doing good. How good. are you doing, Mark? Well, I wasn't really asking about you, Mark. I was more asking about <laughs> Dave. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. And I, and I hope you are doing well and your family doing well. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, Mark. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah, you know what, you. Mark? I, I hope you're doing okay well. I hope you're doing okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, what, what have I do? So <laughs> the love is in the air. I can just tell. So uh, um, this week we're talking about uh, you know some stuff that's coming up. You know we're almost moving into uh, Moscone Cup season here, and you know it's coming down to the wire uh, with the U.S. Open being the uh, the only major hurdle left to to run. And um, holy cow, we just had had this uh, sort of exhibition match between uh, Justin Bergman. And uh, Jason Shaw, and woo wee. Oh, let me let me uh, let me just interrupt for a second. I, yeah, I go ahead. I certainly would I wouldn't call it a, an exhibition match. No, not, that, not for uh, ten thousand. I think we're playing ten thousand. Execution match. No, was it? Uh, was it ten thousand we were playing for? I, I, I think so. I think that's what somebody told me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you say execution match or exhibition match? <laughs> I was joking. I said execution match, but... Oh, okay. I apologize. I thought you were saying exhibition match. I'm like, oh, that's not an exhibition for 10 grand. <laughs> no. Well, in case the IRS is listening, it's an exhibition match. Yes. It's, it's, it is an exhibition match. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, Justin uh, handed uh, Jason uh, a platter of... Uh, Whip ass, I guess, for lack of that's a better exactly, term. That's so exactly uh, what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I and I'm not. It, it's nothing against Jason. He is. Uh, he's an excellent uh, player too. But uh, I, I guess he just was having a bad night or something. But uh, or a bad couple of days. But you know, in the shadow of this looming Moscone Cup, you know that's got to feel good to get a big fat win under your belt like that. Sure, that's uh, that's definitely um, you know you know he's got to be in the running uh, for one of the the captain's picks if he don't make it into uh, the top three after the open. Yeah, and uh, you know any win like that, you know definitely uh, I would have to guess you know Captain Mark Wilson's looking at it and and uh, you know he's taking it into account. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think so. You think you've taken into consideration? How far do you think you would take into consideration for captain's pick? How far back do you go? Hmm. Um, you mean bar back into the year? You mean? Yeah, to to say okay, this person's playing well, and this person is doing good. This person has this to offer. This person has that to offer. Um, part of that is how well you play it, you know. Uh, well, I'm not saying this. I'm not leading into this. Don't, it's, don't misunderstand me. I'm not leading into this. But the last major tournament that was on was the uh, Tornado, where there was a lot of heavy hitters there, and you won the nine-ball division in that one, yeah. Johnny. So yeah. and so that that's a, a, obviously a, a good thing. We've got the straight pool uh, uh, that's coming up, Maryland straight pool. Do you think Wilson's going to take that into consideration as well? Well, I would think myself, um, you know, I know just following patterns, like, say, from uh, the Ryder Cup, you know, in the golf, because I know the Moscone Cup, uh, Barry Hearn always patterned everything after the Ryder Cup. That was one of his favorite events. So, you know, when you when you look at the captains and uh, in the past Ryder Cups and they talk about you know, what is their criteria? And they're always, you know, talking about, well, our picks, we kind of look towards experience and we look toward who's playing hot at that time. You know, who's been playing hot, say, for the last two or three months or something like that. So yeah. they, they take, you definitely want to take that into consideration because if they have momentum going, you want to let that kind of feed over into uh, the Moscone Cup. But, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not captain, so, you know, I'm sure he has his – his criteria and what he looks at, and I'm sure it's all warranted. Sure, yeah, yeah. As the uh, as it is right now, uh, probably most of the listeners already are up to date with the list. But according to the rankings of the points, it's uh, Shane obviously is in first place with 86. It's Mike. The next one down on the list is Mike. He's basically 40-point deficit between first and second place. So that's Mike's in second. Wow. Uh, Corey is right behind him with 45. And then there's a small gap between third and fourth. So it's Skyler, Justin, Scott, Jeremy, Oscar, Justin Hall, and Brandon Schuff. That's your top ten. According what is, what's the, uh, what's the, how many points does fourth place have? Fourth place is at 41. And second place okay, so is only at forty six. Right. So that's so there's only five points between fourth and uh Yeah. What about let's just say well let's just say seventh place. How many seventh place have? Uh thirty two. Thirty two, okay, so that's a little difference. That's a little bit of a uh, gap there. Um well let's say uh, okay, what about say fifth place? How many does that have? Thirty five. 
So it's eleven okay, points. Thirty-five, and then so eleven yeah. points. How much? How many points does does uh, the U.S. Open pay? I mean, how many is first place? That's a good question. Thirty points. I know it's worth. I know it's worth more points. I know the U.S. Open is definitely worth more points. Yeah. He's thirty if you win. Okay. Twenty twenty-five for second. Right. And uh, I'm not sure. I think it might go down in five-point increments. Okay. Right. Uh, to to some point. Well, well, I, I, like I, top I, twenty, maybe, maybe top twenty gets points, or top fifteen, something like that. Uh, I can't remember. He's top thirty-six, I believe. Oh, is it okay? Right. It, I, and I'm not sure how it breaks down from there. But in talking to uh, Matchroom, they it, it sent me the breakdown going down so far, um, and it was thirty for first place. Now. Obviously, it's not easy to win first place at the U.S. Open sure, uh, sure, uh, sure. unless you're freaking Shane Van Bonning and they get sure. there, so it's, it's a hanger. But right. um, it goes to show you the points are pretty high in this event. That even, even look, even coming in the top ten of the U.S. Open is pretty, pretty good. It is. It you is. know, it's not easy to do. You know and what? Those points that could be worth 15, 10, 15 points. That can change a lot sure. of things. Sure. Did you say the what winner is, uh, gets thirty? Okay. Yeah, you might be right. So probably uh, in order, for, how many points to say say uh, fourth place have to get to take over third? Uh, say, was it five points and they'll take over third? To, to take over third, third it's, it's only four points to take from four to third. Well, to take over third, they'd be tied if he gets four points. Okay. I think if they get five, that they take over, right? There you go. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, so so you're looking at probably uh, if, if let's just say Skyler gets. Um, but if you get five, you're Skyler second. gets to the top fifteen. He'll have enough to take over Corey if Corey doesn't get any points. So yeah, I see. There's going to be some. <laughs> there'll be some jockeying. That's for I, sure. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like you said, that's if Corey doesn't do anything. Right. right. Or now, if Corey Shady doesn't do anything, if they play okay. somewhat decent and get into that top thirty-five, they're gaining points as well. So it's not. It's, it's really, really tough to calculate uh, yeah. based on something that's never, that hasn't happened yet. No, well, it's, that it's one really point tough. difference between Deshane and uh, one point difference between Deshane and Corey is huge because, in order for Deshane to be taken out of the top three, he need, he's got to have two players to do them things, and yeah. that's way more difficult. Right, right, right. And that, the two players he does has to be right there out of them top you know, six or seven, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I know myself, I probably would need to get, uh, you know, I don't know how many points I got, but I'm probably around the top 10, 11, 12, something like that, because I only played probably about 70% of them this year so far. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, you know, I would need a top two, top three to probably break up there myself, and then it just depends on what the other ones do, Mm -hmm. you know, myself to break in there, which uh, which I had a – I, I assumed all year that I was probably going to need a captain's pick myself because I didn't think I was going to play in enough events unless I won two or three of them to, to be in the top three, which is kind of the way it's, it's played out. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I think that no matter what, uh, who ends up, you know, in the top three there, somebody is going to – there's going to be some upsets. That's what I believe for sure. sure I think, sure you know, if yeah. anybody gets more than five points, the first, you know, they get bumped 
If anybody gets, if any one of them sure. gets more than five points, somebody's getting bumped out for sure. No, there's sure, no way, sure, there's sure. no way around it. Uh, That's right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Mark, do you have uh, any predictions? Uh, how he's going to all play out? Yeah, yeah. Well, give me the top three. Oh, uh, it, it's really man. It depends who's just in stroke. I think it's going to depend who's in stroke, and at a certain at that time. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's this guy's better than this guy. Right. And Mark, that's a lame. That's a lame ass answer. <laughs> I mean, man, asked you. He asked you for. For your prediction, and yes. here okay. you are playing playing politics. I mean, gee yeah. whiz, come with something. Come on, now. okay. Don't don't act like. Uh, I mean, don't act like Obama. Gee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to tell you um, for sure. Shane is going to be be in. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you sound like sound like Trump now. Okay. It's going <laughs> to be I huge. Think, uh, and then I think Mike Deshane is going to be. Uh, tough to catch because, like you said, the seven players got to yeah. all all perform and sure. three players not perform. I guess right uh, to to make it the way it is. I I predict and I hate to do it. Uh, I think Corey is going to have uh, get overtaken by somebody. Um, That's a good prediction. Work, I, can, I mean, I'm glad you come with something. That's good. And then. I think that person might be Bergman. Uh, just the way he seems like he's playing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's he's doing these days. That's right. Uh, he's doing it on big tables and small tables. Sure. Um, so that'll take uh, Corey out of the mix, and then that leaves uh, maybe you know Scott could be there. I you know I I, I know yeah, I'm, I'm bumbling around it. No, you're I, right. I, I agree. I, I see what you're talking about. But I, I, I was actually going to say about the same thing. So you're saying I, I Shane, Mike, Justin? I, I think that's probably how it's going to shake out. Or I should say Bergman. And then, and then the two captains picks now, probably should be. You can't. You can't predict that yet because no. there's too many. No, you can't. You can't say. You can't say should be. You got to say what you think you're going to be. What if okay? Um, and if you well, don't say me, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I ain't sending you no Christmas cards. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. I'm gonna say, um, You're gonna make him hang up the phone, Mark. Oh, come on, <laughs> Scott Frost and Ike Runnels. Oh, oh, boy, I'll oh, tell you what. ow, ow. No, really, really, it should, it should be if that's the way it plays out. I think that it probably should be Scott Frost and Johnny. And I'm not saying that just because, uh, you know, I, I put up with Johnny on a regular basis. But I got that some... Sounds of, like that's a, that's a, you're making that sound like that's a bad job. It's a, it's a little bit of a chore sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, no. I have to agree but, with that, everybody, but, because he's telling the truth on that one. But mm. I, do, I do have some information of and, and a list of statistics from Metrum Sports that show the performances of people that winning percentages, averages, and over over the whole time the the Moscone Cup's been around. 
Uh-huh. And that, that's part of the reason I say what I say. Um, just since, uh, I don't know, just since he's got to, he's going to be in because of the point, if, if things work out the way he should. Scott's right there. He's got uh, an energy, maybe something new and something different that can bring some oomph to the team, maybe, uh, in a different way. Uh, I think he really, really genuinely wants to do well. Um, and then, you know, another Johnny doesn't. He, he obviously wants to go out and do well. But his stats, if you look at the Moscone Cup stats, it's, uh, it's obvious. I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago about this. And, and not, not to drag this out more than I should. Yeah. Different horses for different courses. And Nadal, I believe, likes playing on clay courts. But he doesn't yep, do yep. well against Stoj- Stoj- Djokovic on grass courts, like at Wimbledon. So sometimes, like uh, Shane, he's good at the U.S. Open. For whatever reason, he's comfortable. He likes the situation. He likes the atmosphere, the race. I don't know what it is. He's comfortable. He likes it there. Um, Jason Shaw likes the turning stone. He's won it three times in a row, for God's sake. There's something about that that he excels at and consistently does well at. Yeah. And so that's something I think that needs to be looked at as well. And I'm just not, I'm not trying to do a, a Johnny Oscar freaking propaganda because, you know. Because <laughs> you're on the phone with him. <laughs> he gets on the, you know, last time I'm going to hear it. Oh, you were telling me how good I was and I'm so damn good. You know it. I'm there. You, you know, you're going to rub it in my face. I said anything nice. So, but he, he has a, a, a comfortability at the Moscone Cup. Uh, he has a high uh, a winning percentage over 18 years. So that's why I say that. And Bergman, he's just hot right now. And um, Scott brings a new... Uh, he's, he's right up there with everybody else. And he brings a, a whole different uh, mm-hmm. atmosphere to, to the team that could really, really help. So wow. that's, that's it. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> anybody else got any predictions I mean am I the only one going out on Johnny what do you think who, what, who do you think the team's going to be well um, I like your the, you You said exactly what I was going to say I think Corey you got no idea to your own Corey's going to have a tough time uh, he's going to have a tough time holding the third spot yep I agree, uh, I, now agree. That may, I, I just think that the guys that are that are they're gunning for him right there in the bottom, like you say, is Bergman, um, is Skyler, Scott. They're all right there. Yep. And Corey just, I mean, to me, I think Corey's a great player. But this year, even though he's third, I just haven't seen him play that consistent-wise uh, mm-hmm. myself. Now, may, I wasn't at a few tournaments, so maybe I missed something. But uh, I just know I've been in that spot before, and Corey's going to have the most pressure on him. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have the most pressure on him than anybody. Um, I mean, the guys that are chasing, they don't have near the pressure on them because they're already out. Right. They're out, so they don't, you know, they don't have that tight pressure. Corey's in. Right now, if it stays like it is, he's in the Moscone Cup, and that's what he's playing for. Yep. But uh, he's only got, what is he, four points ahead of the next guy. Right. And it might be, what, five or six points ahead of the guy after that. So that's really only one match, two matches. Right. Right. And uh, so the first day or two is going to be crucial. Right. The first day or two. Uh, it, uh, Corey, I think he, he's really hoping he gets an easy draw to start with. 
mm-hmm. for the first two or three matches, which <laughs> can happen at the opening. Sure. You know, it can happen. So, you know, if, if it looks real tough for him, um, it's going to be hard for him. I've been in that spot. I know how tough it is. Now, you know, not to say Corey can't sit there and fire back and, and do what he needs to do, but it's just uh, I just know the pressure is going to be hard. So I kind of look for somebody to push him, if not two or three of them to push him. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then then it's going to be tough for him to hold it. And like you said, uh, Mark, I I think if, if Bergman don't get in, I think I think Bergman's in with a pick anyway. I know if I was lo- if I was captain, I'd be looking for that myself. I'd be looking at the guy that's hot right now. Right, and I think Bergman's a a, a good a good friend of Mark's anyway. So that that just looks good for it. You know, my opinion. Um, you know, myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if I was if I was somebody, I would pick me. I know that sounds bad. Well, you buy it. I know it does. But the thing is, you you to me, if I wasn't playing well, you know, or if I hadn't been putting in time, then I couldn't really offer. I could offer things to the Moscone Cup that other players can't, but maybe not the playing. But sure. right now, I feel like I'm playing well. Now, like anything, that might go away in a week. You never know. You just hope I may look like a dog, but. At the moment right now, I think I can offer help. Yeah. I really do. I think I can. Um, I think I can offer something to the new guys or to the guys. I think I could take heat off of Shane because I know, I know Shane had so much pressure on him last year. Yeah. I think everybody put a lot of pressure on him, which I've talked to him, and he expressed that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could take take Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have pressure on me, too. I'm going to be nervous as a – well, I don't want to say what I'm going to be nervous as, but anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. But – uh. You know, it, it's uh, you know, I think I can offer a lot to it. I think somebody like um, I think somebody like Jeremy Jones is a great experienced guy. I mean, I know he hadn't played in the Moscone in a few years, but he he had that makeup. You know, mm-hmm. the Moscone Cup is a different breed. You yeah. know, like Mark talks about, it's not just getting up and playing a pool match and playing in your local bar or playing a bar table tournament where all your buddies are sitting there rooting you on. Right, right. It's not right, the same. Right. Okay? It's just totally different. And so uh, it takes somebody special. It takes a different player to be able to perform close to your top level there because you're not going to perform at your top yeah. level. I don't, yeah. Everybody thinks they can, and I don't know if they try to kid themselves or what, but it don't happen. No, so, uh, not in you that know, circumstance. You know, it's just that you got to you got to understand what it's all about, and you have to be able to to bring your game in there and keep it there, and and for the whole time from the time you you get there and the time you don't, and it's very tough to do. It very is. hard. All right, so what's your lineup then, Johnny? Who are you who are you putting on the team with you? I would say, well, myself, I would say uh, Deshane's uh, second. Yeah, definitely Shane. I mean, we already know he's he's locked in. Yeah. I think I would say Justin's going to get third, okay. and I'm going to go with uh, Skyler. I'm going to go with maybe Skyler. Uh, Skyler and Scott is is uh, to me, um, they're equally effective. Okay, I think Skyler's playing better. Okay, for one thing, uh, but I do think Scott could be more of a team player. So I think he might handle the, the pressure a little better. Okay, uh, than Skyler. Right on. when it comes to that. So in, in that aspect of it, uh, kind of just depends on on if you're a captain, what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, it, when it comes at, are you looking for maybe a mixture, a little both, or maybe uh, maybe a little more youth? I, I don't know. Uh, so myself, 
I would say it's a toss up between Scott and Skyler, myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I could to go me, with that's that. Who it'd be, um, you know, I'll go with that. You know, yeah, I would say um, Shane. You know, is there? Um, and this is what's funny. You know how you mentioned that Corey is only four points away from, or uh, higher than the fourth place spot. That's that's the difference between mm-hmm. third and fourth. Is the only those four points, right? If okay, you, right. To beat Corey, you got to get forty six, not just forty five to match him, but forty six. Sure, but that's it, right. But if you get the forty six, now you're tied in second with Mike, so you've totally locked it out. There, there's sure. uh, now they got to go all the way to forty seven to get into second place. So that's, that's exactly right. You're you, right. You know what I mean. So that's really the desirable yeah. move is to get that five point bump from Skyler's spot to Mike's spot. So Corey sure. might, Corey might get bumped off just like that by somebody taking both of them. I and I'm I'm not. It's absolutely nothing to do with uh, the abilities of the people that are in two and three, Mike and Corey. But I do expect right. a serious upset. One in, one or both of those guys is going to get bumped. That's that's my official prediction. Uh, I, I, you know, well, it's just too close. Um, well, I tell you what. Here's what. What do you think about this? Uh, here's a scenario. Okay, now we talk about captain's picks, mm-hmm. and we're talking about this. We're talking about that. What if all of a sudden uh, two guys bump up and tie Corey? Exactly. I don't know if that's po- I don't know if that's possible with the way the point structure is, but it might be. What if that happens? Right. Then I would have to say you'd have to you'd have to take all five of them guys for the for the uh, team. That you know I that's there'll a, be no captain sticks. That's an interesting point. It, it's not impossible for something like that to happen. Sure. As a matter and, of fact, well, this, the reason yeah. I reason I don't think it's impossible because the point there's not that many points for each first, second, and third. It'd be different if you had ninety points for first. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, eighty per second and on way down the list. But you're talking about thirty and twenty, and this tournament uh, is the most. So yeah. is it, you know, uh, Shane's only got eighty some points, so it ain't like there's been that many for first, second, on down the list. Well, you know, well, okay, so I just I, let me just throw, throw this in to to remember. I, I believe it's the, only the top thirty four, thirty six that get points. Okay. 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 Which means how many rounds at the U.S. Open do you have to win to to get it to get in that spot to get any points? Right. So first of all, the guys that are outside the top three have to get into them spots before they're even considered into the top three. Right. They have to get in no matter what, and then they're then they're kind of hoping. I know it's hard to say, but then they're kind of hoping that Corey don't get in them spots. Yeah. You know, or or Mike, or whatever the case. You know, who are they trying to catch there? But uh, well, if you're saying 36, okay. Well, there's 33, 30. Uh, let's see, 17 through 24. There's 25th through 32nd, and then there's 33rd through 48. So 33rd through 48 is a spot. That's a that's a uh, money spot. Okay. So I mean, um, I'm trying to think. You would have to. Uh, so 48. Uh, if you're not do if you cut it off at 32, you can do that, and then so many points. But if there's, you can there's not going to be 36. It has yeah, to be 48. I might be, I might, be, I might be wrong. I know he's right. 30, okay. top, 30, top 30 something. It might be 32. That sounds. It right. might be 32. Then, if that makes right, right. sense, if that makes more sense, that's probably what it is. 
Are you talking well, about the, the, you are you exactly talking about the payouts? How many, how many spots you need to win on the winner side to get to that spot? Let's see, one match will put you in sixty-four, two thirty-two. You'd have to three win three on the winner side to be into the top thirty-two. Okay. And how many would you have to win on the loser side? It de- it depends on where you lose at. If you, you lose, lose in the first, first round, say you lose your first match. Well, well, let's see. You'd have to win two matches. That'll put you in sixty. Fifth place, 65th through 96. That's with two matches on the loser side. I just okay. want to. I just want to know uh, how many points you're going to get out of that. How many? You're not going to get none with them points. How many? Oh, you're talking about if you get in the top 32. If uh, yeah, how many points are for, towards the Moscone? How are the Moscone Cup points divided up? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I really don't know. I don't know okay. what uh, what the list is. Yeah, I haven't really followed it too much. Uh, I probably should have. But I knew I wasn't going to a few of them, so I just kind of lost touch, I guess. No, I said, I was right. trying to play my own game. No, that's okay. Well, I was well, just well, going to see how it all played out. I guess we'll see, we'll, I guess we'll see as uh, time progresses. Yeah, yeah, I see. So, I think well, what else we got going on, Dave? Well, you know, uh, there's been... Um, you know, I hate even bringing this up because I want to make sure that I want to, that I uh, bring it up under the right context so that you know people don't get any weird ideas about it. But uh, when you when you're learning to play pool, obviously you have some options as a you know a student of the game, as as it were. Uh, some people learn to play it just how they learn to play it. They pick up a stick, they trial and error. They watch people play. They learn from uh, wh- uh, other watching other people. The bottom line is they learn it on their own, more or less. And then there's other people that take a more structured approach to it, and they have, you know, kind of. Uh, I guess structured is the best word I can think of to use for it, where a, a structured approach at the different pieces of the puzzle. They want to learn about aiming a certain way. They want to learn about uh, strategy a certain way. And they may have a system for approaching it, something, a, a specified set of instructions to do it this way. Um, my, I have a question for Johnny is, first of all, tell us a little bit how you learned to play when you were a little baby, Johnny. And uh, did that involve at some point during your career? Did you pick up not necessarily an instructor, but some sort of systematic way of, of uh, approaching stuff? Or have you always winged it or, you know... Tell us how you uh, got to the level that you're at. Well, I didn't, I didn't start out. I started a little older. I started at 12. So, okay. uh, you know, I wasn't that young. But, but I mean, um, myself, how I kind of learned to play was just kind of get out. And, and I just kind of threw myself out right in the middle of everything and just started playing tournaments. You know, um, I was a real student. I love to watch better players. So, I anytime, you know, Buddy Hall or – you know, Nick Varner or Earl or, you know, uh, Rempe, any of them guys like that played, I was right on the front row and I was watching. Sure. And I wouldn't watch so much how they played, but I, because each one had, a, had some of them had a different style game. Like Rempe was a more of a safe player. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we all know Earl was just a, a, a he was a sharpshooter, yeah. you know, and quick player. Um, so everybody can win. Buddy Hall was more pretty much whatever he needed to do. You know, he was just one that could just do anything, sure. play any kind of way. So, um, myself, and, and as far as just like aiming systems or, 
you know, anything like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a real fan of any aiming system that you draw on paper. Okay. Okay, because I don't believe in it. I just don't believe in them. Sure. I don't believe, uh, you know, they can say, you know, I guess you, you look at uh, if you're shooting a gun, okay, if you're shooting at a target from 100 yards away, how in the world is they going to they gonna teach you right on paper where you aim at? You don't. I know, I know they say, okay, well, you have to work with the wind direction, the certain speed of the wind. I mean, the mile per hour of the wind. Right, right. What it does, this, that, but it's still a range. Nothing's guaranteed. Right. So I think what my opinion is, aiming systems, all that does is give you confidence. Sure. Okay? You, you find something that it looks good to you because I can sit here and show another player. Like I might go to, I might can go to Earl and, and him and I sit here and, and compare aiming systems or right. what, how do we aim? Right. Okay. I can, I can line up a certain way of what I look at and that may not work at all for Earl. Right. Okay. Exactly. And the way he looks at it may, I may just look at it and say, well, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, but because the thing is, everybody sees something different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's eyesight's different, and the way their brain processes it is different, I believe. I don't think anybody's the same. So my opinion is you find something that kind of helps you line up to the shot a certain way, which is the correct way. And you're going gonna, gonna, you're gonna to change here and there, but you're going to find something where you can – pretty much line up the same way to the shot every time. So you come up with a routine, how you look from the cue ball to the object ball to the pocket, and then that's it. That's really all you're looking at. Sure. Okay. Now, how you line up to that is up to you. Okay. Right. Where you look at it from, how you approach it. Uh, my opinion, I go from behind the ball. So I try to line up straight on the line that I'm hitting the cue ball on. Mm-hmm. Not not the line, you know, to the ball or the pocket, just exactly where I need to hit the cue ball at to make the ball. And that's where I try to have everything lined up to. So, sure. you know, that's just my kind of my, my spell on it. Not saying these other aiming systems don't work. I'm right. not, I know it sounds like I'm saying they don't work. No. That ain't what I mean. Right, I'm right, saying right. They're, they're, they're not science. Right. Okay, you can't take that aiming system and give it to somebody and say, okay, this is guaranteed going to make you aim better. Right. I don't believe that at all. Right. Now I'm not saying it, it would. I'm not saying that it that it wouldn't for somebody. But just to say that, I, there's no proof in that. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> nobody can can prove that to me. Sure, sure. So does that mean that um, as you were growing up or and progressing through your career, did you ever uh, watch a DVD or read somebody's book and and try to subscribe to something like that and just didn't think it was for you, or have you never really tried it before? I've never tried any kind of aiming system. Okay. I've never, uh, I never tried any kicking system. Um, I know now. Now there's something that you could probably there's a little more science to because you know you're going off of diamonds and you're going off. But now you have to allow the newness of the cloth, the sure. type of table it is, because you know diamonds going to come off sharper than the gold crowns. Right. So you know you have to you have to allow for a few different things, but. You can. There's a little more science to the kicking systems, you know, because you can look straight in the rail and it comes out the other side, kind of the same way. Right. Um, right. Right. But uh, but yeah, I I never did have any aiming systems, and during the uh, during my career, I've had many guys come up to me and say, 
I know I know what aiming system you're using. I watch you. <laughs> right. And they exactly. Say, you yeah. Know, and, yeah. And we'll sit there and argue. And I'm like, I don't use an aiming system. Oh no, this is it. And they'll pull out a book and say, here it is. And yeah. it, it just looks. I don't have any clue what they're talking about. It looks like Japanese to me. So <laughs> you know, uh, you right. know, uh, maybe it does. Maybe it don't. I'm uh, just uh, right. No. You know, right. right. Nothing. I, nothing that I adopted. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, I think no matter what system or whatever, if, if you, it doesn't matter if you learned it through an instruction or you picked it up on your own, I think the two the two different processors are still going to bring you to the same place. The right way to shoot it, sure. that ball into that hole in that particular situation is the right way to shoot that ball into the hole in that situation. So obviously, you know, it, whatever it is that brings you to that right shot, it, it, if it works, it works, you know. Well, well, here's, here's the thing. Um, a lot of people say, you know, they, they talk about what's the right shot and what's the wrong shot. Well, I'm going to tell you what the right shot is, the one that the guy makes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how he shoots it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter at all. If he makes it, that's the right shot. Yeah, then now, he made the now right don't, shot. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, over, over, if you put him in that position 20 different times, you know, yeah, the percentages go down if, he, if there's a little easier way to get around. But at that moment, if he makes it and the other guy don't, he chose the right shot. Yeah, apparently it worked. So it got you, <laughs> it got yeah. you, what you where you needed to be. Um, I'm going to throw one more. That, that, Go ahead. Oh, you're talking about the aiming, right? We're just talking about the aiming of the shot, which is, I, 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 I kind of believe that you, some people just have a natural aptitude for playing pool. Or Absolutely. Pay, or right. drawing, drawing a paint, uh, in a painting, uh, or playing the piano. Yes. Some people just have it. And and it just comes very easily, probably Earl and Johnny and uh, Shane. You know, I, I think probably just came very easily to them. Not saying they didn't have to practice, but getting in line, watching other players, how do you do it? Like you know, it just comes easy. I mean, that's the way it is. But the part that in, in learning and teaching that's left out a little bit. And it's one of the a good things I've seen um, Johnny do. Um, doing, you know, we've done some clinics, uh, a couple of clinics together. And one of the things is doing playing lessons. Whereas you're, you're at the pool table, he's playing somebody who he's teaching, and they're just playing a game, playing a rec. Break the balls. Go, okay, what are you going to do next? Well, I'm going to make this ball here like this. And then Johnny might say, I agree. Or he might say, if you play this ball instead with a little bit of right-hand English, you're going to come up here for this ball, which is going to get you in line for this ball over here, which you've totally forgotten about. You're not even thinking about yet. And and the pattern play and um, the positional play is also a huge factor Making a ball because you can aim a ball straight into the pocket doesn't right, necessarily right. answer all the questions. Right. You've got to be able to get shape on the next ball, right. and your shot selection is right. what is going to make a difference. Well, and that's the sure. thing right there, and that's never the same. That's why it's not something that you can necessarily teach because the shots are not – when you hit a ball, that are not going to line up the same way every single time. The, the shot selection changes every single ball, every single game, every single time. 
So there's, you know, some wisdom that has to be imparted there as far as the playing of the game while it's going on. But the point I was actually trying to get to is that, Mark, you mentioned uh, the difference between people that have natural aptitude and people that don't. And I think that where systems and instructional material does have its place is to the people that are having a hard time understanding how the game works and, you know, the rudiments of lining stuff up like that. There are people out there that need some kind of direction to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The fund- and, 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 and you know what? As simple as it sounds, right. fundamentals are so important. Randy Gartlicker and... Um, Scott uh, Lee. Scott Lee, right. who, who do the instructional stuff. They're, I mean, and there's, and there's other instructors out there yes. that can teach you. I look, Believe it or believe it not, and I know I'm waiting for Johnny to freaking pipe up here with something stupid, but I can run a rack, okay? <laughs> I can run a rack, a pool, nine ball. I agree. Oh, shit. But I can't believe I just heard that. He actually agreed so, with you. I, I, so I, I can actually play the game. And so to me, and I, you think, oh, wow. Oh, now, let's don't, get too, let's don't get too frisky over there. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, you I, started I, to get I, a little bit frisky on this, uh, on this compliment now. you got to take it easy. <laughs> if I can run a rack, why can't I run more than one rack kind of thing? You know, you should be able to run. If you can run one, you can run ten, in theory, if you look at it that way. But I, I did take a little bit of a, a pool lesson and realized that all my fundamentals were out of sync. I mean, my back arm was sticking out, chicken wing, I think it was called, sticking out like a chicken wing, and it was affecting the way I was coming across the cue ball, kind of thing. Is everything okay? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. I got a question. I got one question, though. There's one question I want you to answer for me. So, hold on. So, all I'm going to say is, Fundamentals and taking lessons is not a bad thing. There's always something that can be improved. Sure. Yes. yes, Mr. Archer, how can I help you with your question? Okay, you said earlier that there's guys or, or say, players that that have aptitude, you know, and they kind of, the game, you're basically saying that the game comes a little easier to them. It just, they're, they're naturally gifted with how to play and, and what to do, right? Did you look up that word? <laughs> no, no, I didn't look up okay. the word. I'm just okay. assuming that's kind of, I mean, did it yeah, mean something different? Is. Does it yeah. mean yeah. something different over in England or what? No, no, that's all right. You no. got it right. You got it right. Just... Let me ask you a question. What would you say that you have any aptitude to do? Hmm. Is there anything that, like uh, like I'm, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Tiger Woods have aptitude to play golf. Yeah. You know, um, right. you know Obama has an aptitude to lie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, there's, there's a number of things that I do have a natural aptitude in. Um, okay. A couple of them are not necessarily appropriate for the show. Drinking beer. Okay. So, well, Drinking beer. I understand beer. that. You know, you probably can make money off that, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've got a natural aptitude for a, a couple of things. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I'll take I'll take your word for it. Okay. So he only needs a little I, I, bit of instruction. Okay. He's made you a little bit of money over the last few years. I know that. I agree. Yes, you have. I ain't gonna lie. 
<laughs> but I don't think it was. It, I don't think it was the aptitude part that did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just have to say, I called pool rooms and said, "Johnny, I'll just come to say, oh, let me give you all my money." Yeah. Don't worry. It ain't. It ain't far from that. Don't worry about it. All right. So anyway, where were we before we got off on this? You guys are misbehaving. But I do. But I do agree, Mark. You can. You can play a little bit. I know. I give you hell, but. You can play a little bit. I've watched you play, and you you, you play okay, not uh-huh. bad. Right. Yeah, right. I, I I remember one time. Listen to this. Uh, I I you know sometimes you get the better yourself, thinking you're a little bit better than you are, and you can compete a little bit. I was uh, with Johnny, and I'll never forget it. We were at a, a political uh, uh, campaign thing in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. And we were just, it was in a pool room and the pool room had a back room and uh, it was having this reception for this political congressman's campaign. And it was election night for the uh, for Congress uh, or something. And we got invited in there and I had a couple of drinks and, you know, got a little full of myself. And I said, okay. I said, all right, come on. I'm, I'm bored of this, Johnny. Let's go. Let's go play some. And, uh, I, I played for uh, $200 a set, list to five. I want three on the wire. Uh, I want the five and the breaks. Good Lord. And i never seen him look so fucking happy in my life. He jumped out of his seat like I was, he was stealing money. <laughs> and as soon as he, I saw the excitement on his face that I'm going to rob this guy, I said, no, I don't want to play no more. <laughs> just, just because I... I, I <laughs> And I, I, I you, if you're that excited about giving up that kind of weight, then, then I'm, I've got no chance. Yeah, then you're about to get your butt beat, is what that means. I, I go home with so let's, just say, let's just say it's, it's safe to say that you don't have an aptitude for pools. <laughs> <laughs> That's just safe to say that, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I, 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 oh. I, think I, I think I kind of do a little bit. I just don't have it the way... Uh, some other people do, you know, some of the, some, you know, I mean, the great players, the great players who you can think of, uh, Buddy Hall, Earl Strickland, uh, look at Rempe, Nick Varner, uh-huh. you know, those, those are the great ones who right. really have the talent, you know, I, you. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, yeah. <laughs> but Mike, uh, Mike DeShane. Mike Shane, well, fuck up the top of my head, off the top of his head. That's a uh, that's an old day job. That's a big, that's a, that's a big head. Yeah, that's an old day job right there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Dave. So, what are we gonna do, y'all? Y'all been talking to me about we we want to do some kind of funny thing coming up here to to where uh, the next few shows we're gonna we're gonna have like a funny thing. Have y'all had an idea of what we might do? Or uh, yeah. We'll talk about it later or what? Yep. Yeah, don't reveal that to the public just yet. We're gonna we're going okay. to um, we're gonna actually I meant to talk about the fact that it's Moscone Cup season now. So um, with yep. the uh, U.S. Open around the corner, we're obviously going to be ramping up the the coverage there, talking with the team once once it's revealed who they end up being, and uh, and of course the coaches and what have you, and then we're going to have Johnny back uh, to have a little fun with us. So uh, you guys. Stick around for that. Uh, that will be coming up in the next few weeks. So uh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, Dave. 
Oh, it's yep, not. Yep, I kind of lost a little bit. Yep. I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it's not. It's not my fault. The signal's busting out on you, but. Uh, oh, okay. But we're gonna wrap it up. Out. We're about gonna wrap it up for this week. So uh, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Boy, that's abrupt. <laughs> all right. Good night. <laughs> good night. Uh, all Talk right. to y'all later. <laughs> all right. Bye. We'll catch you next week on American Billiard Radio. Bye.